right, I can't see your face. I don't like that. When, like when you're with me? Yeah. I can't see. <laughs> then I can't feel my face? Yes. Yeah. I can't feel my face when I'm with you, but I like it. All right. I'm assuming you're recording and messing with me right now, so... Yeah, that's like earlier, Kevin said something in the car that was like, that's unusual, and I wanted to be like, you know what's not unusual? Not unusual <laughs> to be loved by anyone. But I did. <laughs> and culture this is clint and this is gordon thanks for joining us this week guys uh first off gordon you want to tell the people what we've done today yeah we went to play disc golf at a new course at a, one that we've never played before yes if you was, haven't played disc golf you should give it a shot it's actually a lot of fun also if you've never heard of foot golf like me <laughs> you should also check that out because that's the thing that exists yeah it's not like disc golf or regular golf where it's just golf on and you're walking around on your feet but it's it's soccer yeah golf yeah and the holes are huge well it's got to fit a soccer ball right yeah yeah it's fantastic yeah it's i <laughs> didn't know it existed i'm so mad that i didn't know that and i just want to play so much foot golf it's just like one of those things like where have you been we, we can go back i we plan on it yeah but yeah we went disc golf this place that also has foot golf has 18 holes it's an abandoned actual golf course so it gets yes. it's like a three in one yeah so it was a golf course that they closed down and built other versions of golf yeah on top of better versions in my opinion but <laughs> don't let kevin and me say that yeah we lost there was three of us that went yeah there's three of us and i think we had uh, 11 discs, five of them were drivers. It was 11, I was wondering, yeah. yeah. We had 11 discs and we lost four. Yeah. Yeah. And so we lost four drivers, which are the ones that go long distance, and we had five total. So not not a great day. And the reason why we lost them. 18 holes, and I think 10 or 11 holes went literally over the lake. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Almost all of them. And so as soon as it hit the water, they just they sunk. Stink. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the black lagoon mm-hmm. it was just like eating it and if you want to picture what this this lake looks like they had signs that said beware the crocodile and it looks like a crocodile lake right in the middle of this so it was kind of gross yep so yeah that's basically what happened and we lost a whole bunch of them and then we ate german food and we ate german food which was fantastic but first we we spent time in traffic yeah a lot of time because houston yeah yeah and construction which is also houston yeah well that's what we did that's what we did speaking of things that we've done media oh yes what have you been taking in i watched venom and jumanji oh the new one yeah i accidentally because my younger sister has amazon prime and venom was on amazon prime it was like one of those things like watch now when i clicked it it like subscribed her to stars like you know stars the movie channel yeah right i gave her like a seven day trial before paying and like it like tricked me into it essentially so I ended up watching, I'm trying to use it. And so they had like those movies on it that I haven't seen. So I was watching it and yeah, I watched those two movies and they were good. I liked them both. Cool. Yeah. What about you? I haven't been on for a while, so I get a few things. First off, podcasts I've just been crushing mm-hmm. and I keep adding new ones because I keep running out. So I just added Tea with Tolkien, 
So shout out. I doubt Caitlin listens to us, but if you do, Caitlin, shout out Tea with Tolkien. Check her out. She's got some cool stuff. So she's got really short episodes. I think the longest I've seen so far is like 15 minutes. Okay. But it's just on like lessons from Tolkien and how they apply to our life and to our faith, which is kind of cool. So did that. And then I heard about Jonathan Blevins. So he's the Fortnite gamer slash streamer. That's right. Who has, he's the older brother of Ninja, who if you know anything about video games, you probably have heard of Ninja. I have actually heard of Ninja. I just don't know what that is. So Ninja is the most famous streamer fortnite okay so i didn't know anything about him other than that he was the most famous so his older brother has a stream too and he uses it to evangelize essentially so he's the director of evangelization for a parish in chicago i think and so he'll have like priests on so the priest from clerically speaking and stuff like that oh been on before that's really neat yeah so they do really fun streams it's cool stuff so i've been watching a lot of that i tried playing fortnite to see what it was like, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not a gamer, so we'll see. And I'm trying to think. I think there's something else. Oh, Chris gave me a book a while back before I went to Canada that was Not a Tame Lion. It was on C.S. Lewis. Not a Tame Lion? Not a Tame Lion. Okay. So that's one of... It was about C.S. Lewis or it was by? It was about C.S. Lewis. So it's essentially like the first half is a biography. The second half is like his philosophy as revealed through his life and through his writings. You also saw Tolkien, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw the, the biopic Tolkien. So we'll be talking about that in the future. So I don't want to give any right spoilers or too much on that. I mean, you told me that it was pretty much identical to what you knew of Tolkien. Uh, Some things. <laughs> I get the feeling you're messing with me right yes. now. Yeah. So there were some things that were like actually spot on. And I think you mentioned this last week. I think I listened to that episode and you mentioned it a little bit. Yeah. So there were some things that were just spot on, really good. And then there were some things that were just like completely missing the point of who Tolkien was and how he lived his life. Mm-hmm. And so there's parts where I was just like, yes, yes, yes. And there's parts where I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. So if you're a huge Tolkien fan and you want kind of a emotional roller coaster of frustration and joy, then give it a watch. Uh, but I will tell you, we are going to have a show on on this in the future. So stay tuned if you want to watch that in, in ahead of time. Go ahead. If you'd rather read about his life, you can do that too. And you'll yeah. learn just as much, if not more. I also remembered that last week I saw Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. As well. And, and you got, said that was good. I did. Good-ish. I did enjoy it. It is a goodish. It's It's half and half. It is really cool if you've played Pokemon all your life growing up you still play or not it's really cool to see a live action pokemon movie on screen you know me and lizzie were just like super giddy when we saw like someone trying to catch a pokemon and throwing a pokeball i was like this is the coolest thing Mm -hmm. the acting is really bad and the storyline's like silly and cheesy but it's no different than the acting and storyline in any pokemon game you've ever played where you're like what if like you think about putting it onto like a real life movie, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun, and I would see it again. So yeah, I liked it. I'm planning. And they to see they it. a lot of the things you might have like, well, this doesn't make sense, or this is totally new, and that's not actually ever in the game. They explained all that. Oh okay. It's so they've actually like, thought about the logistics of Pokemon. Yeah. I can't believe I said logistics of Pokemon. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Yes, they f- spoke into the lore. 
there, of, yeah. that they created for this yes. film. Okay, that's better. So you can just cut mine out or I'm not leave it in and embarrass it. me, yeah. whatever you want. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> there is lots of logistics when we talk about Pokemon. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, another thing I want to go see, though, is the biopic on Elton John. That looks really Rocket good. Man. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Taron mm-hmm. Egerton? Sure. The actor. So yeah. he's the one who played in the movie Sing, the gorilla who sang. Oh, okay. Who sang the Elton John song. Yeah. And then he's also from... Oh, what is... I know he's done... I know one movie he's done. I just can't think of it. The Golden Circle. The Gentleman... Uh, the Knights. No, the oh my Kingsman. Gosh. Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. And in the second one, Elton John was in that movie too. Right. So they've had all these connections. So he's met Elton John and all this stuff. Multiple times. Yeah. He's so good. I've seen them do a lot of duets and like advertising for this movie coming out. Awesome. I'm interested because they make it seem like a fantasy biography. Oh, really? Yeah, like the way they, if you like look up the poster and stuff sure. and what it's called. So I'm curious on like how accurate it is versus like how, like, I'm, I'm just wondering if they put it through the lens of Elton John himself. So like when his crazy phase, you're not seeing from an outsider's perspective, but in his perspective. Mm. And so it's not quite all accurate. I don't know. Okay. That would make sense because I know he was a big part of, I don't know what you want to say, like the storytelling or like the, the research right. behind it. Because I know one scene in the trailer when I first saw it, like he's playing piano and him and the audience is all like floating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Elton John might have actually seen something like that, you know? <laughs> he so might, he might have been floating. So I'm curious on, uh, like, it looks really good. I'm just wondering like how, how it is, Yeah, you know? So. Actually going along with that, because I'm so excited, I've been listening to a lot of mm. Elton John songs. Nice. Speaking of songs, have you seen the Aladdin clip of Will Smith singing Prince Ali? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not awful. It's not great. I think the first comment I saw on it, I actually agree pretty pretty heavily with. It's that it was um, it was too laid back and slow for that song. It didn't seem like whimsical and fun. Yeah, it, it just was... seemed like not forced i don't even know no just flat yeah 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 Yeah, so and i don't know because you could tell in that scene everything they're doing is kind of straight from the movie like with the animals and stuff right and i don't know if it's because i know who will smith is do i expect more or if it's just the tone of the movie maybe i'm not i've been watching the movie from beginning to that scene so it's not built up yet and i wonder if part of it also is like they're trying to make it look more realistic and so it looks silly. The it, cartoon, yeah. obviously, you can take a lot of liberties with things. Right. Just like Timon and Pumbaa look really creepy. Yeah. If you've seen that. Yeah. But I'm really excited for it. It just looks really creepy. Yeah. Well, that comes out in what? July 16th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quiz us. Send us questions on when things come out. We will know none of them. Last thing. I was getting dinner with some friends of Adore this past Sunday and found out apparently all of them it was two two couples and then me and lizzie and so all of them combined despise the greatest showman no and they think it is like an unpopular opinion to think it is a good movie so uh mm. (laughs) it depends who you ask right because they got no awards yeah like it was hated by like the film not hated but very strongly disliked by the film industry but the fans loved it i know they just think that like as far as storytelling in a movie goes it's 
convenient. It doesn't really make sense, and it's bad. And then as far as, like, a musical, if you want to look at it that way, the songs aren't something that, like, carry the story along. It's just, like, the story stops so they can sing the song, and then the story continues. Um, except for, like, one or two songs, maybe. And so... It depends on the song. I can agree with that on a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but also, part of it is they are performing as right. part of the movie. And so it's supposed to stop a little bit. So that'd be interesting. I don't know. Love Me and Lizzie them. were just like, yeah, we like that movie. And they were like, what? And who, then it was like this big thing. Who was it? Do you want to not embarrass them on air? We can cut it out. It was... No, they're all wrong. <laughs> like passionately. I really like that movie. I, I said I liked it too. I don't know. Well, I'm proud of you for standing up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they passionately hated the, our podcast. I was like, whoa, oh, no, guys, no, no. come on. Something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, the topic. So speaking of things that we haven't watched, mm. I've never seen this and you haven't seen this in, in a while. while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this week we're going along with the, the trend of trying to do stuff that you guys have requested. Right. So... A while back, before we actually got a whole bunch of requests, this was one of our old school first. Request. Not even it wasn't even a request; it was more of a critique. Yeah, that our show was a little masculine because obviously we're three dudes, and we didn't touch on it like we talk about like nerdy stuff. We talk about superheroes, we talk about these things, and we don't talk a lot about stuff that maybe females watch. Yeah, I know you guys did the Valentine's Day episode, so there was that. We've done a few other things, maybe some Disney films, but the Disney films actually were sparked from that that comment. Mm-hmm. And then this other suggestion was like Scandal, which is a television series, as well as like some medical shows, because you know, no, I don't want I don't want to say this like I'm saying it, but this was like the comment that some women like watching medical shows. Uh, so if you don't, like I said, I'm not saying that. Don't get offended. Stereotyping. Uh, How dare you? But the irony is, of the medical shows she listed, and I can say it was Danny, one of our listeners, who recommended Shout out Danny. Stuff. Shout out to Danny. Again. I probably picked the more masculine yeah. medical show, which is the funniest thing. But it's because it's the it's it was one of my favorite shows growing up. And it's House MD, or House. I don't know if the MD's in it. I think it's technically House MD. I think it is House MD. But which, everyone just calls it House. when I watched that show, because that was like when it was still on air. So I was middle school, high school, I don't know might have been younger than that but it was a while ago i did some when i watched it i at the time i didn't know what md even stood for like that's <laughs> <laughs> so i was just like how's md it's just like the name of the show they made it up for your benefit let's just say it was a really long time ago you were probably like five. yeah well, it was like five years ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah house md so we're gonna kind of break this down i haven't rewatched it i remember the storyline so we're just kind of gonna go over what that show was in its entirety okay. and not like specifics and just mm. see what we can sort of pull out. Cool. So to dive in, this show centers around Hugh Laurie is the actor and he plays Dr. Gregory House. So his last name is House and he is a doctor that is rude, kind of obnoxious. He's he's a drug addict, you come to find out. And he's like a Sherlock though when it comes exactly. to Exactly. Right? He's he's brilliant and he doesn't quite really try to interact with his patients he really would have his team rather do that and then come to him and he just if he doesn't have to and literally was my next quote what my next like line was like he is a medical 
version of Sherlock Holmes. Because yeah. uh, Sherlock Holmes was like a drug addict. He was brilliant. And he had like poor people skills, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know. And in the show, they actually both live at 221. So it was probably intentional. House's address was 221 in the show, as well as 221B Baker Sherlock Street. Sherlock Holmes. Sounds home. like Holmes. House. House. Where the house is, there's your home. Yep. And MD Sherlock. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> that was rough. Okay. He has a staff of three that rotates. Okay. Uh, so I'm not going to really go into like those character names because I think there's eight. So like every episode? No. For like the first three or four seasons, he has the same three, like Chase and I'm already blanking on the other two and then when they finally leave because of shows you know they change out i actually loved that season when they left he had a recruitment for the three so he hired 21 doctors and as they're working if they ever made a mistake like they were out it was like a test until it was down to three and so one of the characters olivia wilde in the show he called her 13 because she was because he he didn't go by names yet they all were numbers (laughs) Um, and it was hilarious. And so she's, for the rest of the show, even after she was hired, he called her 13. That is very Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> so there's kind of three people that he works with. They're they're mocked. They're kind of like berated from him. But they always kind of return and say, like, I've never learned more in my career than under House. Um, and so there's something to be said there. House is brilliant. He's, he's one of the best. And he has one friend. One friend, Dr. Wilson who I loved their relationship because even Wilson kind of quotes throughout the show that their friendship, he, he admits to enabling house more than actually like helping him as a friend. All right. I literally just looked this up. So is Dr. James Wilson, Mm -hmm. Dr. John Watson. Come on. Are they even trying? Maybe a little. Okay. J W. Yeah. G H best friend typically does more harm than good when it comes to trying to help Sherlock and or house. Anyways, yeah, yeah. continue. Yeah, it's, Watson it's literally just, just enables Sherlock. Yeah, on these ridiculous adventures. Yeah, so it's a modern medical version. Literally. And then anyone who actually watched the show would probably get mad if I didn't mention her, but she's really not going to come up in the conversation after this point. But Dr. Lisa Cuddy is like his boss. She's the dean of medicine, and so most of the things he does, he has to go. Th- well, he's supposed to go through her. He rarely does, but whenever he gets in trouble. She's the one that has to pull that trigger and have these conversations. Oh, okay. So she also kind of enables him. Uh, she's the one that helps in a way with his drug addiction. Like sometimes he asks for Vi- Vicodin uh, because he has a cane and he has a some, something wrong with his leg. This is one thing I didn't look up. I forgot. But he had like a wife in the past and through this accident. Um, I think she's now his ex-wife or she passed away and, and, and then he had to get like surgery. Okay. And so he's in constant pain all the time. And so the drug addiction is to numb that, hmm. but also I think to numb the other like internal pain. Yeah. And um, it probably started as legitimate uh, painkillers, but. Right. Right. He worked his way up. So we can probably, I didn't even have that. We kind of start, start with that though. Cause like in the show, the whole show beginning to end, he, I think the, the leg because you can see you see it sometimes once or twice and it's it's scarred it's messed up mm-hmm. but since he's in constant pain like that is his cross that he bears mm-hmm. and then we see an improper way to deal with it but also 
a proper way. And I think this kind of goes back to SAO when we had the episode on like more than a game, like escapism and those type of things. Cause he chooses a route to just not necessarily address it and not to like really react out of it, but just to numb it altogether mm. to try to ignore it. Yeah. More of a, a cover up a band aid than actually fixing the problem. Right. Does it ever mention, and maybe you don't remember, is there a way to actually fix it? And he's just ignoring that surgery or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I think there he could have more surgery or he could like go through physical thing. Like if he allows other people to help him mm. with like other and other things to like walk with and things like that, he could ease the pain. Okay. Uh, but another thing is he's never really faced the pain and that's why it always constantly hurts because it keeps numbing. If he also just kind of bore through it, then eventually yeah. he'd get used to it and all this stuff. It's okay. It's allowing yeah. people in and doing this, doing the work. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll probably work into this later too, but one of the only things I knew about this show going in is about his pride. Uh, he's, mm. Isn't he extremely cocky? Oh, he yeah. He just thinks he's the best at everything. At everything. And he kind of is, sadly, but it doesn't help. When it comes to medical, medical stuff, stuff, at least. Um, and so because of that, it sounds like he is extremely prideful and it doesn't let anyone else help him. Um, does it ever say why he's a doctor? Okay. I, I can't say no or yes. Okay. Maybe. If you know, let us know. I mean, he went to school at like Princeton or something. He went to like a really yeah, it's a nice Princeton school on here. for medical. I think he wanted to become a doctor. And that, I think that was all before this accident. I think a lot of his char- characteristic has come from this accident, his relationship with his either deceased wife or ex-wife. I'm pretty sure there it's ex-wife. But don't quote me on that either. And so, like, he's he's hardened, numb, and just extremely intelligent, which has become more of a curse than I mean, it's a blessing with his work, but a curse to right. everything else. Yeah, I just I wonder what drove him to become a doctor specifically. If he there was like a a desire to help others, I know typically that's why a lot of people go into the medical field. So I don't know if that was the case at all. But I think there's also a little bit of a foreshadowing to Christ as the divine physician, right? So there's a little bit of irony in the fact that he's a doctor who can't fix himself, who is too prideful to let anyone else fix him. And so he's in constant pain. And so I think that's kind of a an irony slash, not foreshadowing, but like an indication of the divine physician right? who acts... Uh, how we act in the same way with Christ, right? Where we're too prideful. We think we can fix it ourselves, but we obviously can't. And so we cover it up by numbing ourselves with other things, whether it be drugs like him or a lot of times uh, different addictions and stuff like that, or our jobs, our families, pursuits of whatever, instead of allowing him to actually come into our life and fix whatever hurt that is. Uh, I'm not saying we're all going to have miraculous physical healings but we all have other brokenness too and christ is a divine physician that can heal all of those things spiritually emotionally physically yeah no i think something you said kind of triggered maybe an answer for why he's i think another reason might be a doctor and i don't know if this was before you know when, when he was younger or all of his life but he's extremely strong like atheist nihilist and so I think doctor and medicine is like a scientific field. 
Mm. So we see this like science and religion, and I think he just believes in science. So being a doctor is not only like being this physician, but doing it in a way that he thinks works. Almost in a way trying to replace Christ as the divine physician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's something I was kind of kind of pull up in a way later because that's the biggest themes is like there's lots of conversation around theism and atheism. Right. This would have been a great show to talk about with with Danny. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Danny has her own thing that she does called the Catechist Scientist. Uh, so you can check her out too. But uh, it's basically showing that science and our faith are not opposed. In fact, they're actually supporting one another. So um, you can check out her work too. So a typical show or a typical episode, if you haven't seen the show, goes along the lines like this. Something happens in the beginning, like maybe a kid's playing and then all of a sudden the the per, the parent walks out and the kid kind of can't breathe or or like someone's doing a regular day and something happens or like some kind of disease or something attacks this person and like like oh no and then they go end up at the hospital where house works and lo and behold they can't find the cause of the problem mm. and so he sends their team it takes 25 minutes for them to we think it's this they try to treat it it's working then something goes rogue okay it's not that we try this and it starts to sort of work or makes it like way worse and like okay it's not that and it's always like they go through all the possible options that they thought it could be like it can't be anything else and house is just in his office legs up on the desk like he has this tennis ball that he plays with and then like eureka he comes running in and just like does something and they're miraculously like healed and he goes it was this and i realized when you do this this and it was something that you didn't tell us and they're like yeah and every show that's mm. just what happens and that's that's yeah yeah that sounds very like murder mystery or like the crime investigation tv shows like law and order right or, uh csi miami exactly. stuff like that yeah i l- used to love those shows i loved it in fact i ate it up castle yeah oh so good okay okay and he had my mom had this mug i bought her because she watched house with me so i bought her this mug when i was in new york at the rockefeller center where they actually film a lot of these shows and it was said house md on one side and then it had like rules that he followed on the other side and so we for Dora, we have like these rules of life and so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say these are his rules of life but they're just sayings that he said a bunch so i kind of want to go down them and see you with each one like with what we do with the TCIC thing, okay. what you think. So the cool. first thing, and this one's huge, he strongly believes that everybody lies. Mm. So most people that come in aren't telling him the truth, and he, he believes that to a fault. Okay. Yeah, so you want me to go through and yeah. do the TCIC? Unless there's nothing there, then we can just move on to the next one, but okay. yeah. Just really quick for all of our new listeners especially, when we say the TCIC thing, the Christian culture is a really long name to say all the time and people would always say hey i'm doing the christ and culture thing with this movie with my friends right and it just gets really long to say so we just call it the tcic Mm -hmm. so it's just easier yeah so everyone lies i think if we're looking at that in the lens of the show sure maybe there's some some truth to that in the fact that we we're all broken and we do lie even if we're not lying with our mouths a lot of the times we lie with our bodies and the way that we do one thing 
and our body language is saying something different. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be doing a retreat on that in, in July. But I, th- I think there's some truth to that. But also, I think because we are, this is going back to the whole point of the show, because we are directed towards God, even when we are saying those lies, there's this element of truth or pointing at, at what we desire. You ever, uh, people always say this all the time, like you'll make fun of someone and then say, oh no, I'm just kidding. But then there's the saying, there's always truth in those just kiddings, right? So it's kind of like a lie, but in order for it to make sense, in order for it to be funny, there has to be some element of truth right. to it. Right. And I think actually Patrick talked about this on the crunch one time, but like in order for a joke to be funny, there has to be some element of truth. Otherwise right. there, it doesn't make sense. And so I think that element of truth also points us towards the ultimate truth, right? Which is Christ. That's yeah. my first thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else on that, but I kind of thought the same thing. Like, everybody can lie, but ideally, you know, we don't want to. And if we do, or we think about the opposite truth, then what you said, the divine divine truth, the ultimate truth would be like God. Yeah, and even to say that someone is lying implies that there is Truth. truth. Right, the other has to exist. Right. Right. So, a negative always is dependent on a positive for mm-hmm. it to itself to exist. And yeah. we talked about that in an earlier episode on evil, I think. One of the really early episodes before, okay. before you even on the show. Oh, okay. Before Wait. it was good. Yeah, when we were still amateurs. <laughs> uh, the still next amateur. one the next one is uh, guilt is irrelevant. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think... There's probably going to be, if you're theologians, you can kind of correct me on this, but I think there's a difference between guilt and shame. Oh, there is. Oh, that's how. I was, that's the way I was going to take it. Oh, sick. Okay, yeah. I'm so Renee, happy we're on the Renee same Renee Brown talks about that in a lot of her books cool. and stuff. So. Okay, so one thing Catholics, I, I really don't like that we joke about a lot is the Catholic guilt. I think that's so bad. I think uh, the fact that we joke about it breeds more life into it. Mm-hmm. Because there's some truth in that joking. Right. And there shouldn't be. Right. right. We shouldn't be forcing this guilt on one another. Right? We should be merciful. That's what we're called to be. But shame can sometimes be a good thing. You have it backwards. How so? Shame is the bad thing. I don't have the quote. I wish I had that book. It's downstairs. But shame is when we feel negative... And like something like I can't do that or like I'm a I'm a bad person. Guilt is the correcting feeling. Guilt is when you know you've done something wrong and you feel guilty for it and it helps you change. Shame does not. Hmm. Okay, I see where you're coming from. And so I would disagree. I think guilt is relevant. And so what I think I think you're what you're saying is right that about, about ca- Catholic guilt. I mean, yeah. But I think Catholic guilt when you're putting on people is actually shame. Like you're making them feel shameful. Yes. Not yes, guilty. Yes, yes. Okay. And that's the problem yeah. with Catholic guilt or that joke. That makes more sense. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another one is normal's not normal because okay. obviously he's talking about like the medical field when everything seems like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Well then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean doing the thing, doing um, the thing. normal's not normal. This makes me think about how if you look at the lives of the saints, 
they all live lives that were in no way normal. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're all called to be saints. And so we're all called to live lives that are not normal. But if you look at people who are, uh, what's the phrasing I want to use, are wrapped up in sins. Sins are, like if we honestly think about it, they're pretty boring. Like right. They get pretty stinking monotonous. You see a lot of people doing the same stuff. And so you're not really original doing mm-hmm. those things. But if you look at the lives of saints and you look at how unique they are, I think we start to see the beauty of what it means to be a person, like created uniquely. Right. So that's my thoughts. Yeah. I think my, my two ways of looking at it was either ourselves in the end in heaven and not like just once we make it to heaven, but like after the second coming and everything mm. is far greater and different than kind of where we are now in this state, especially with original sin and all that. Okay. And so what we think to be normal for ourselves, that's not normal because that's not our ultimate purpose. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. As far as the same thing of what you were saying about saint stuff, I think that just goes with culture versus counterculture. And so like how religion has almost become like more countercultural. Yeah. And so everything else has become normal. Mm-hmm. But that's not normal. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. This one, I think, is pretty simple, and I'm sure we can agree on it, but he said, why doesn't matter. Okay. I disagree. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so... I think it has to go into... Well, I don't mean this against, like, science, but, like, just his Sherlockness. Yeah. Like, just as far as, like, I figured out what and then fix it, the why to... Exactly. doesn't matter. Yeah, so... That's the, the the reason why science and faith don't disprove each other is because they answer two different questions, four questions, but each taking two of them. So science answers the what and the how, right? And then faith, or even philosophy a lot of the times, depending on what you're looking at, answers the who and the why, right? And so when he says the why doesn't matter, that's kind of taking just the scientific look and saying also that morality doesn't matter right right because that's part of what the why is a huge part of what the why is right so if we just look at the what and the how it's just what am i doing how do i do it period it's very mechanical Mm -hmm. it goes back to that really normal isn't normal right is that that's what it was normal's not normal yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's boring Right. It's not what we're made for, right? We're not made for this mechanical lifestyle where we just do without asking why. Yeah, and I won't... It's robotic. ...go into it too much because I know this is something Steve loves and he's talked about it, but when you when why doesn't matter, the ends justify the means. Like when you, like, you figure out like what you need to do, then once you're like, okay, this is what I need, the what, how do I get there? And you, 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 like I said, morality is gone. And then I love that you said in faith, it's, it's who and why. And he's saying, why does it matter? Because he's the who. Right. And so it's just like faith isn't because I'm who I know what, and I figured out how. And so why does it matter? Why does it matter? And I think part of the reason why he says why doesn't matter is because he doesn't have the answer. It's the one part of the, the factor that he doesn't, he doesn't know. Right. So if he doesn't know it, it doesn't matter. Yep. So that makes sense. Didn't we do a show on that too? The only why or something like the that? Only why. The only why. Love. Yeah. That was yeah. a fun one. Yeah. 
And the last one is it's never lupus. It's never lupus? Like the disease? Yeah. There's, I don't think there's anything you can pull from that. But I mean, lupus, <laughs> I believe, comes from... It's when your autoimmune system starts eating, its, right, eating your own organs. It's Latin, right? Oh, yeah, because isn't, isn't that one of the spells or a character in Harry Potter? Um, Harry Potter fans are going mean, to kill me for that. Lupus means wolf, is it not? Sure. I didn't expect you to actually come up with something. I was just... It's something they said all the time because whenever someone suggests what's going on in the show, the mystery disease to be lupus, he just yells, it's never lupus. Lupus takes its name from the Latin word meaning wolf. And what do wolf chase? Wolves chase vampires. Sheep. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. We were talking about Robert Pattinson before. Mm. Yeah. They chase sheep. They chase sheep. I don't know what that has to do with it's never lupus. But it's never lupus, uh, because the lupus. Oh, here we go. Isn't the shepherd? So, who is the wolf that chases away the sheep? Satan. Right. Right. It's never Satan. So the answer, is never Satan. Yes. Bingo. But I just don't know why he would say it. Because deep down he knows it to be true. (laughs) He doesn't know why, because the why doesn't matter, but he knows it to be true. Yeah. Or maybe because to him he's God. And so it's not the other. Yeah. Okay. Lupus to be the wolf. Like he's the shepherd yeah. in his own eyes. He's oh. the he's the who. Hmm. I don't know. That's a stretch, guys. You weren't ready for an answer on that one. Though. I was not. I was like when people were challenging us during the game episode. The hashtag mind games. Yeah. Gosh, we're getting so many references to old podcasts right now. Shout out TCIC. <laughs> Shout out to us. <laughs> So yeah, theism and atheism is the biggest topic in, that I was going to pull out. Just kind of like where they talked about. Because it comes up a lot. And, and the reason being the sh- person in the show said like, I'm doing a show in a hospital. It would be benign of me not for, for people on their deathbed. For, for like whether they believe or not there to be that question. Because I believe that happens. Mm-hmm. And so it just comes up a lot. And obviously people question or doubt or consider usually house heavily challenges it because he disbelieves and he doesn't win but usually people succumb because he's so witty and like persuasive like forcibly persuasive yeah i think that that happens a lot in a lot of people of faith will concede not because they're defeated but because they don't feel adequate in debating or arguing with some of their atheist opponents. Right. I say opponents, not in a derogatory (laughs) word. That's just when you're debating enemies. Yeah. Well, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But if we look at that though, the church has answers guys. And so if it comes down to that, if you're someone who feels like you are overwhelmed when you talk about faith and you're just afraid to discuss it with people, feel free to reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch. It's a song. Oh, I don't know. Reach it. out and touch faith. Personal Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Nine Inch Nails. Johnny Cash. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways. Uh, Somebody got that. <laughs> someone is just laughing in their car right now. And shout out to you. Anyways, I'm going to challenge you to start like doing some research. You don't have to know all the answers, guys. You don't have to know everything. But number one start with a good prayer life, right? If you're having a regular prayer life, 
even if you don't know the answers, you'll know Christ. True. Yeah. So I, I say this all the time. We have a lot of kids who are in my youth program who think they know all the answers to like the church's teachings and stuff like that. And they do know quite a bit. So I'll give them that. But they don't know who Christ is. And so you can know about Christ all you want, but it means nothing until you know who Christ is. And so if you feel overwhelmed by that stuff, go to prayer. Yeah, do research, check out. If you want to check out Catholic Answers, do it. But turn to prayer first. Also, from what I've seen from my teens, because I have a lot of teens the same way, when you know almost everything about Christ or the church, then like wanting to really start that relationship or wanting to be, quote unquote, what's not normal, you know, a saint becomes overwhelming and almost scary because that information just seems so rigid and harsh. But when you, rather than when you actually like get to know Christ, you realize, cause one of the few things you'll, you'll, you'll probably feel when you start is, is peace, love or mercy. Yeah. And you realize it's not these things that you can really know, but you can only become to know and experience through that relationship. Yeah. I mean the, the teachings and the rules of the church have to be pretty rigid because they're pointing us down a path. Right. But that path ends with a person and the person is not coarse and rigid or coarse and rough. It's someone who's caring and passionate. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to believing or not believing, one thing the show never does in those discussions is end with any one side being right or wrong. Hmm. It's always just kind of like left up in the air and in the middle. I want to know how you felt about that. Yeah, I, I mean, immediately I have two different, completely opposite thoughts. Uh, number one, I was thinking that's really cool that they're not forcing their agenda. Right. Uh, so, like, that's a good thing. My second thought, and because I don't know the show, I can't make a better evaluation. My second thought is, I wonder if that gives off the impression that there is no answer. Because when this really, really smart person and this person of faith conflict and there's no resolution for a lot of people that can look like maybe there there is no answer that there is no truth and that then it's open to your interpretation so i can see that going both ways i don't know the show so i can't speak more than would that. you would you agree that there are things in life whether of faith or not and even let's say even of our faith that we can't know oh yeah for sure but I don't think we necessarily should always stop trying, right? We're called to pursue truth right, in, in all of its forms, right? Because Christ is truth. Mm-hmm. And so are there things that we will not be able to understand completely? Absolutely, because we're human. Our brain capacity and our, the, the way that we use our brains are very limited, even though we think a lot of times they're not. And... We're not going to be able to comprehend a lot of things. Yeah. I think we should still pursue truth, but we're not always going to be able to wrap our minds around it. I understand. Um, In one of the episodes, there is a nun that comes in with, lo and behold, a mystery disease that they don't know the cause of. And during that time, obviously, that episode, religion comes up a ton. Sure. And so Wilson actually confronts House and it's like, do you ever like consider if your regards to the the big question or if you know about god if it's wrong 
mm-hmm. and house just says what do you want me to do just accept it or pack it in and wilson says yeah i want you to accept that sometimes patients die against all reason and sometimes they get better against all reason and house says no they don't we just don't know the reason and wilson says i think the nuns would agree with you there yeah that's going against his rule the why doesn't matter yeah and so going against it but saying that there there is a why right and they just can't comprehend and it goes back to what you're saying like he just doesn't want but it, be when people like die against reason since they're already dead for him that's why he says why does it matter but it's also just like i just don't want to question it same with like the pain i don't want to feel it right so it's because he, because he can't comprehend it like we we're talking about right he just decides it's it's not important but what do you think about that last line i think that they the, would agree yeah um I would, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. So read it to me one more time just to make sure. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Just accept it and pack it in? Yeah. I want you to accept that sometimes patients die against all reason and sometimes they get better against all reason. No, they don't. We just don't know the reason. I think the nuns would agree with you there. I would say yes and no. No, I would say yes, 100%. Because the reason, the why, we don't know, but the who behind right. the why we do know right or at least we as people of faith believe that we we do right which is why i asked earlier if you believe or you would if you would agree there are mysteries to life and mysteries to our faith yeah yeah yeah. because i think that's what wilson's trying to say like even of people of faith there are mysteries right so can't you just accept there are mysteries to life and and dr house says no i can't right because there's a reason for everything and Maybe this is just because I've been on a kick with the Inklings lately with all the Tolkien and C.S. Lewis stuff. But I think there's a great beauty to life when there are mysteries, right? We Why do we love fantasy stories and, and all these great... Oh, even, even this. The mystery of this story and him trying to figure out the puzzle of like what it is. We love mysteries. Why do we watch these TV shows? Right? It's because we love the mystery. I also think there's irony to a Sherlock Holmes type character who hates mystery. Mystery. Yeah, exactly. He's a part of it. Well, He's... even Sherlock Holmes doesn't like mystery because he thinks there's also an answer to everything. Right. Which is why he's so good at what he does because he seeks it out. Which there is an answer, but we also need to understand like we can't comprehend all of that. And we see that in Sherlock too. He There are... I, I love the, the new BBC mm-hmm, version. Mm-hmm. So good. There's stuff that he just doesn't piece together. And it eats him up. He hates it. Right. And so I think it's the same thing where they're kind of just like denying that. And he even does that too. Like he just denies like there's something that he can't understand. Right. And it destroys him. Right. And I think that's the same thing that's happening here. Uh, there's an episode called House versus God. And basically a teenager who has like the gift of healing comes in with Mm. a mysterious disease and obviously house finds out that he thinks according to house that he has this gift of healing so house as he's starting to diagnose puts on the whiteboard in his room a tally board with house's name and god's name and he's going to see who gets the most tallies by the end of his stay and like so one of the first things he kind of discovers that the patient has like contracted a sexually transmitted disease that he's hiding from his father and obviously since 
he has this gift of feeling. House views him as like a faithful person. So he looks, and so he's like, that's not something that I would expect. And so kind of like one point for house. Hmm. But then whatever's affecting the boy hit the exposure to that disease cures a patient with cancer that's in the hospital and no one can explain why it's almost like a miracle and Mm. so he gives one point to god even though he doesn't really quite admit it he doesn't know the reason but for that point i think maybe he maybe he he doesn't maybe one of the three people that worked for him gave him gave the point to god his std healed someone else or am i misunderstanding that the the disease the exposure to the disease okay yeah I have to see the show. Maybe it's like being in the room. It did. It did, or maybe like, yeah. Maybe he noticed that in the body, it was affecting him, but it was also producing these blood cells. And he's like, maybe that'll work on cancer. And it did. Hmm. And House kind of remains unconvinced the whole time, and he states, "I fear for the human race. A teenager claims to be the voice of God, and people with advanced degrees are listening. But in the end of the show, it's a tie." course right and so that's kind of like the same thing this mystery and the only other thing i had was like the final episode but i'm not going to go into that just because we're short on time Hmm. um i think we've covered a good bit and that way if you guys want to go watch the show i won't spoil anything like i was planning on yeah i think there's some interesting stuff to this i honestly wasn't sure where you would go with this and i think this is good stuff yeah i I didn't realize it was well any of this because i haven't seen the show so (laughs) That's good. Do you have anything else besides the usual end stuff? No. Let's go ahead and throw in a challenge. I thought about a challenge. I mean, I, I think we already kind of gave you guys a challenge a little bit in the fact that prepare yourself for dialogue. Not necessarily debate, but dialogue. Dialoguing is healthy uh, between people who have different opinions, right? So just make sure you do it with love. And when I say prepare yourself, that starts in prayer right? You have to know the person of Christ before you can learn about him, right? So yeah, prepare yourself in in those two ways. That's my challenge for you. I accept. Fantastic. (laughs) You have any shout outs? Well, no. Okay. You go on. Yeah. I have have the same ones that you do. So great. So we have some newer listeners this week who have kind of been rocking it. So the first one is a shout out to Leviathan Hex. I don't know what your real name is, but that's what it shows up. And it's a really cool name with a really cool picture. Cool logo, yeah. So shout out to Leviathan. Also shout out to Lance Mo. I don't know what your real name is either. Probably Lance something. But shout out to you. You've been crushing some episodes, giving us some likes and uh, I think a couple of comments in there too maybe. So shout out to you guys both. And then we just got a comment, was this yesterday, today? It looks like yesterday. Yesterday. From someone going by the username KRK5Z. Not sure what your real name is either, but shout out to you guys. Yeah, you said our episode was Fi. Fire, yeah. Uh, Also, final shout out, uh, actually to my girlfriend, Catherine, who has been spreading this podcast to all of her friends in Canada. Nice. So... We just had a spike in Canadian listeners in the past couple of weeks. That's I, didn't even, cool. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Actually, the top two or three yeah. cities were all Canadian. Cool. So, cool. That's all I got. Yeah. Otherwise, as always, you know where to find us. That would be, if you don't, Facebook. We have a Facebook and a Twitter. 
Our Facebook is The Christ and Culture. Our Twitter is at On the Adventure 2. Uh, you can always email us. Check us out on the website, which is thechristinculture.com, where you can find links to those social media accounts, to our email, blogs that are on there, and yeah, guys, there's if, a few if videos. If you haven't videos. checked out the, the website yet, please do it. You can find out so much stuff on the show. You can find out more about us. You have access to all of the episodes on there, as well as, like Gordon said, our videos and our blogs. Everything is right there, centrally located for you. So. Yeah, as well as if you like what we're doing and you want to help make it better, we have a Patreon page where we've already met our first goal. We are meeting the costs that make this run. And so now anything on top of that, any extra donors we get will give us better equipment, will give us the capability of putting out videos because that kind of slowed down when we just need we, we just didn't have the we tried it and when it worked we but didn't have the resources. we just don't have the resources and so we're working up to that as well as there's three of us now and so when it started there was two and like getting the equipment for all three of us just so that when we're on it together when we have guests via skype we've been doing the the content is is great and and it's not just us doing it but you have a hand in that right so if that's something you feel called to do, it's patreon.com forward slash the Christ and culture. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. we've had people asking about merchandise and t-shirts and stuff like that. Yes, we want to do those things. But again, that comes down to uh, we just don't have the funds for it right now. So right. the the more support we get from our, our patrons, the faster we'll be able to do things like yes. that. Yes, tomorrow we're actually getting in stickers. Yeah. With our sadly, logo. not for sale. But for patrons at, at a certain tier, because each tier gets different benefits. We just had a Q&A with some of our patrons last week. It was so much fun. That was awesome. Uh, where you can just ask us questions about what we do or ask us questions about the faith. We can ask you questions, uh, which we did. And, yeah, we can just talk and hang out. And so stuff like that, If, if don't, have, don't do it for the rewards. Don't do it just for us. But if it's in your heart, we just yeah. want you to do it because you want to help make this grow. We also record every single episode and send that to patrons of a certain tier as well. So if you want any of that bonus content, guys, for as little as a couple dollars a month, you can uh, get on our first tier there. So, As well, and then we'll shut up. <laughs> we have three patrons right now, and we promised in a few of the earlier episodes that the first five patrons will get access to five That's special right. episodes, one that we already recorded and sent out, that only those five will ever get. They, mm-hmm. No one else can hear them. You pick one of the topics. So each of the five picks a topic. We record it. And then you have access to five episodes that no one else yeah. ever will get. Yeah. So there's only two spots left for that. So like I said, if for as little as a dollar a month, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Pray about it. It doesn't hurt. And with that, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the adventure. And we'll see you next week.